0: Today, 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 with Jeff Vines.
1: Twice every weekday on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Audio on demand from Vision Christian
0: Media. Foundations.
1: And so Peshat is really, it's super, super important. If you get this one wrong, everything goes wrong. You get Peshat right, you can be pretty much solid on everything else. But this time we're going to look at Remez.
0: Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our last program we learned that the The primary and most important element of interpreting the Bible is to understand the plain, surface level of the text in its context and cultural setting. It can't be compromised. In this program, we're going to look at the next level of interpretation that encourages us to dig a bit deeper because there's a hint of something more.
1: This comes under one word, actually. It's called pardes, made up of P-R-D-S. That's an acronym for these particular levels. There's pishat, remez, dirash, And so, all these levels all reveal, actually, they reveal the depth and wisdom and complexity of God's word. And uh, all have different leanings, but they all have to come under the the kingship, really, of Peshat.
0: Yeah, we explored this in our last program with Peshat, looking at the fact that it's the plain, obvious meaning of the text, studied in its context, with cultural and historical settings in mind It's the most important means of interpretation
1: Exactly And we talked about the different theological terms For interpreting the scripture through her- of hermeneutics mm-hmm. There's exegesis Where you're pulling out You're unpacking the actual meaning in there Eisegesis Which puts your own biases Or your own presuppositions into the text This is what I think it means mm. And the new one narcissism Where it's all about <laughs> me <laughs> And so Pashat is really, it's super, super important. If you get this one wrong, everything goes wrong. Yep. You get Peshat right, you can be pretty much solid on everything else. But this time we're going to look at REMES. It's the second letter of this acronym. Pardes. Now remez basically means that it's a hint at something more within it. It's, uh, it's kind of like the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us something that maybe the original writers or speakers of the scripture weren't necessarily aware of themselves. It could have allegorical or symbolic or prophetic meaning and interpretation. And again, the most important thing is that the plain surface level meaning of the text cannot be compromised at all. I like the way Dr. Chuck Missler says it's like you stick a flag in the ground and go dig here.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, a good example of that is a prophecy that's found in Isaiah that obviously looking back, we can see the extra levels of the meaning. But Isaiah would have had no idea what he was saying when he shared this with Ahaz. This is in Isaiah 7 verses 10 to 14. Then the Lord spoke again to Ahaz saying, ask a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Make it deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. Then he said, Listen now, O house of Israel, is it too slight a thing for you to try the patience of men that you will try the patience of my God as well? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she'll call his name Emmanuel."
1: I often read things like that and I think I bet Isaiah was not even aware that he was speaking about the Messiah. He was giving Ahaz, who was not a good king, he was a wicked king, but he was giving Ahaz an instruction from God saying ask for a sign and Ahaz wouldn't do it and so he got frustrated and said fine I'll give you a sign and then he, he says that um, a virgin's going to bear a child and they're going to call his name Emmanuel which we know means God with us. Mm. That tells you something And um, I I find it kind of fascinating that I bet Isaiah didn't realize he was actually prophesying the miraculous divine birth that the Messiah would arrive by. Mm. I bet he had no idea. And yet, if we read in Matthew 1, verses 22 to 23, we see the fulfillment of this. Now, all this took place to fulfill what was spoken of by the Lord through the prophet, that's the prophet Isaiah, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Now, the prophet Isaiah said that a miraculous conception and birth was going to take place. That's the plain surface meaning of the text. The hidden deeper meaning in this comes from the name God with us, Mm. and this means it's a reference to the Messiah.
0: That's right, because he was, in fact, God with us when he came (laughs) to earth. So, you know, this is a a prophecy that was given hundreds of years before. Isaiah would have said it. He would have died. He would have never known you know, what the full meaning and interpretation of it was. But there it is for us in Matthew chapter 1. Another example is in Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. And it says, When Israel was a youth, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. Now, of course, we see the children of Israel go into Egypt. They go into slavery. They're there for 400 years. So I guess as a nation, they are just in in their youth. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. nations can be thousands of years old. So 400 years is certainly the beginnings of a nation. Just a teenager, really. That's right. So then you've got this uh, outworking of that prophecy from Hosea where the children of Israel go in. they, They stay there for 400 years, and then God calls them out with Moses leading his people out of Egypt and back into the promised land. But I guess we can see a a deeper meaning in this passage as well.
1: Yes, so that is the plain level of the text. It's the plain surface meaning. They went into Egypt, they were enslaved, and God called his children. He called his son out of Egypt. That's exactly what happened. Mm. But then, I'm going to read to you Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 to 15, and it says, Now when they'd gone... This was his talk about when the Magi had come. Now, when the Magi had gone, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. So Joseph got up and took the child and his mother while it was still night and they left for Egypt. He remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill... What had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, that's Hosea, out of Egypt I called my son. Now does this denigrate or take anything at all away from the original prophecy of Hosea about the children of Israel being in Egypt and God calling them out into their promised land?
0: On both counts, it's perfect, isn't it, really? And even the fact I find it peculiar that God refers to Israel as his son in Hosea Whereas oftentimes he talks about a daughter or a bride, different things that, that that's sort of more the feminine. Whereas in this case, he talks about his son, which perfectly aligns the the double meaning of it.
1: Absolutely, and I think I think all of the references that God has when he's talking to or, or about his relationship with. Israel is the complexity, the depth of his relationship with those people. Yes, they are his wife. Yes, they are his son. Yes, they are his children. Yes, they are my people. He calls them Ephraim. He calls them Jacob. He calls them Israel. They're the Hebrews. They're, it's such a, a deep and uh, complex uh, relationship. But here, yes, he's saying, you calling my son out of Egypt. And then he's. this is a direct fulfillment of calling his only begotten son, who is Jewish, mm. I might add, and calling him out of Egypt where they were sent for their protection and safety so Herod couldn't slaughter him. Yeah. And that's the remez. That's this, it's almost like there's a, a double meaning. I don't want to say double meaning because that m- could mean everything has a double meaning. that doesn't. But what is absolutely crucial in this is that the remez understanding or fulfillment of this verse does not compromise, detract from in any way, the original Peshat, plain, surface-level yeah. meaning of the text. That's really, really important.
0: Yeah, and that's the, the key to remember in this whole study as we look at Pardes is to remember that Peshat has to be primary and then Remes. And in the next two programs, we're going to look at the next of these parts of the acronym, uh, DERASH and SOD, and yeah. that is going to be uh, the way that we continue to go. But we have to make sure that Peshat is front and centre and then the others kind of come down below that. Absolutely. So we will continue this study on the Jewish methods of biblical interpretation next time on Foundations, looking at Derash. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations.